Welcome to Kingdom Talk Radio Hour with Dennis McCork, founder of God Hope Ministries. Kingdom Talk is where Christ is King, and we are the subjects and citizens of the Kingdom of God. That's right, folks. Welcome to Kingdom Talk from the beautiful and luxurious Manchester Mall, broadcasting all the way throughout the Central Valley, bounces on, bouncing off the uh, Sierra Mountains into Westside Fresno, all the way up to Central and throughout all of the uh, valley here. Again, man, my name is Loto, joined here with our other co-host, Philville. Dennis is an assignment. We'll get into that. But just want to welcome you yeah. all to the show. Philip, say hello to the folks. Hello, everybody. It's great to be back here on Kingdom Talk. Great to have being here with you, Loto. Yes, man. Uh, man, praise God, bro. We've got uh, quite the show, brother. You know, and I'm very grateful for it, brother. Um, man, so Dennis is out. Yes, he's out. He's out on assignment. You know, I can't. I he's he's just. Yeah. We're hearing some great reports, man. He's he's bold everywhere from here, from Fresno, yeah. from the, the valley. Man, he's just out there preaching the gospel, and yes. ministry is happening. He's meeting a lot of great people, some influential people. God has opened a lot of doors over there. So just can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, it's it's awesome, man. You know, we say that he's out, but actually, Dennis is in. In a very uh, awesome place, man. Very, very uh, relevant to what's going on here in America. You know, I can't, we can't wait to get into that later on in the show. Yes, we can't wait. And also, too, this past weekend we had a, a, a great time. I don't know about you and the family. Did you guys hand out candy, or did you guys go to church for the Harvest Festival? Man, we haven't handed out candy since the kids all grew up and out. Uh, so, uh, but we did. You know, we did have some celebrations, as you know, bro. We. Um, we did the trunk and treat over there at Juvenile Hall. Man, that yeah. was amazing, bro. We, we got to, uh, you know, my favorite part of those things, man, especially, you know, this last, uh, two, what was it, Thursday and Friday we did it. It's, it's just amazing again, you know, again, Juvenile Hall, you know, obviously these are these are kids, you know, who's, who's made some very bad decisions, you know, and all of that. And, and a lot of them has been hardened, you know, yeah. by the streets and all that. But it's amazing, bro, to just when you open up the door and they look around and they see all the games, they see all, you know, the, you know, the clowns and all that. You just see the, the little kid just yeah. jump out again, bro. And makes you wonder, like, how long has that kid been in there, you know, and how long has that kid been wanting to jump out? So, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's been, um, yeah, it was really awesome, bro. And you guys? Yeah, you know, we're we're planning to go out to church and go to the Harvest Festival Adventure Church, and they had a great event I saw on Instagram, just some great reports. But they, that morning, our daughter uh, Mia went dressed up as as Boo, right? Mm-hmm. Boo from uh, Monsters, Monsters Inc. Yeah, yeah so it's beautiful. But she was sent home sick, so we didn't get to go out. We want to keep her indoors and protect it. But we had a great time with the family, just 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 relaxing. But it, it was great and a good report hearing what you, what happened in Juvenile Hall. And you also have some special thank you or thank yous for for that day, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, uh, welcome. You're welcome to all the dentists out there. Oh, we just picked up, you know, business just picked up for them, you know. So thank you know. So you're welcome to the dentist and uh, man, all the health insurance, you know, all the dentist insurance definitely going to be cashed in, you know, within the next few months, you know. And, and then there's some people I do want to shout out to, bro. Uh, yeah. You know, we have everybody in the Central Valley, you know, but we also have a lot of people up in the mountains, man, to the hills. Just want to shout them out, man. I, I hear that they're listening in. And it's just, it's just awesome, bro. And, and this is why we do this. Yeah, and also too those who gave out candy, and I love that we're yes. taking being extra extra cautious because what's happening out there with yeah. the, the fentanyl situation. But we exactly. all the churches are having trunk and treats, 
uh, and it's just, just, you just see great reports. I love our, our pastor, Pastor Anthony Flores at Adventure. He lo- loves saying we have the best candy because he just gets some big ones uh, and he hands them all out. I saw all the games that they play. So the great, great, great time. Well, he's Mr. Costco, I believe, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. He tells a story that people <laughs> think that he uh, works there because he packs up the whole cart and the, all the, all the, the, the dollies. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, hey, can we have some? They start grabbing yeah. things. But yeah, he doesn't work there. No, but thank you, Philip, because that's very important. I want to say thank you to all those who handed out candies because honestly, honestly, let's be honest, bro. Mm-hmm. The costumes are nice, kids are cute, and all that. But if we've <laughs> ever been handing out candies, Halloween would mean nothing. Oh yeah, and last yeah. week we talked about here on Kingdom Talk mm-hmm. about the the top candies and the worst candies, and uh, you know I haven't gotten no candy yet. It, I don't have you. I haven't got nothing. Um, oh, you sneaking it around. Maria's like trying to hide it from you. You have you well, found it. Well, you don't know this, but we're at a birthday party, bro, and uh, uh, okay. they had games afterward, and we won a Shirley RC basket. What? So, brother, you know what that means. Oh, man. yes. Nobody yes. does good Oh, yes. Like Shout out to, uh, I was there at that party, but yes. that's, that's right. That's right. About yeah, that. so that was super awesome. So, yeah, we definitely got uh, enough sweets, you know, just from that yeah. basket alone. Well, that's good. That's good. We got got a full show, right? Yes, yes. So, man, yeah. Matter of fact, why don't you tell us about it? Okay, we're going to talk about what is happening here on Kingdom Talk, and we want to go over uh, what's what's going on. You know, Chick Fil A again is taking the lead on being a great boss in Florida. They're having a little bit of an experiment. We're going to talking about with the example they are setting, and can the world is finding out what's happening with Chick Fil A, and of course, the view parts epic wisdom one more time. An, an activist, I mean, an actress shares her point of view yeah. regarding uh, abortion. Great quite, wisdom. Yeah, right. quite alarming. And then, of course, we're going to talk about unlikely pro-lifers. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah some unlikely pro-lifers. Yeah. And it can just leave it at that. Very encouraging. Yeah, yeah and across the ocean. Uh, you know, the freedom is being threatened one more time in the United Kingdom. Prayers are beginning to be banned. And, uh, you know, we'll talk what those yep. prayers and why those prayers are being banned. And we really can't wait for this one. And Dennis is actually uh, right there witnessing all the live excitement. But Bibi is back. And we'll talk about that yes. on here on Kingdom Talk. And thank you for joining us again here on, on KXCX. Amen. Thank you, Phil, for that. Man, I'm so excited about hearing from Dennis. Matter of fact, like we said earlier, folks, uh, Dennis is is out, but he's also in. He is actually in Israel on assignment, and we're going to hear from him, you know, shortly. Uh, Phil, we had a pretty cool Bible study this morning, yeah. you know, and here at uh, Kingdom Talk on KXEX 1550 on your AM dial, uh, like we are every Saturday, noon till one. You know, uh, we, we don't shy from the scriptures, right? And and we, we definitely no don't, uh, don't, we're unafraid about preaching this gospel. So, brother, I want to, you know, like Dennis does every week, man, you know, pull out some scriptures, brother, and really just kind of set the tone, you know, for the show and, hey, for, for the rest of uh, the, the weekend. Yes. Can you, uh, 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 let's go back to what we talked about last week. We're going to go back there, uh, Romans 12. And, we, and can you read verse 1, please? Uh, Romans 12. Uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
Thank you for that, brother. Um, you know, like I said, this is what we talked about last week, but we're going to take a different road today. Last week, we talked about the acceptable sacrifice. Today, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about the accepted sacrifice, and that's the greatest sacrifice of all, and that's Jesus Christ. But I want to take you back to the beginning. Let's go back, Phil, uh, to chapter uh, 4 of Genesis. Yes. And let me set this up a little bit. In, in the chapter before that, it talks about the original sin. Talks about Adam and Eve and how you know they were instructed by God to to eat you know all the um you know, to, they could eat any any fruit from any of the trees except the one in the middle of the garden and that was the tree of the uh, knowledge of uh, good and evil. Yes, and, and so there, that's the only one that God kept him from eating. He told him, "Don't eat that one. You can have all this other stuff, man. You can have In and Out. You can have Jack in the Box. You can have all that, but you can't have this." And uh, unfortunately, as we know. Eve took a bite. He was, she was deceived by the devil who came in the form of a serpent, took a bite, then handed it over to, to Adam, and that's the first fall. That's the original sin. Because of that, God told him, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, that because of your disobedience, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to curse the ground. So now all of your work and all your toiling is going to be with sweat and hardship. And as a matter of fact, Eve, you're going to birth in pain. You know, so, so this was the curse. God cursed the ground. Then we go over to Genesis chapter 4. And you have their kids out there in the yard, and, and now they're getting ready to prepare a sacrifice to God. And they both bring their own sacrifices. Cain brings a bunch of vegetables and fruits, you know, to, to the altar, and he sacrifices that. He gives that as an offering. But Abel gives an offering of his first, uh, first uh, animal. Uh, the first of his flock, you know, yes. so he brings, you know, in, in this, in, in this, you know, in, in this living sacrifice. But what what happens, you know, uh, uh, after that, God tells him which one he accepted. Yeah. He didn't accept Cain's. He accepted Abel's. And because of that, there was the first murder. Cain was, 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 was upset. And God even asked him, why are you upset? Can I, I'm God. Can I accept what I want to accept? You know, and, and then uh, later on, we see what happens. Well, let's just go to, to chapter t- uh, 4 of Genesis. Can you read verses 9 and 10, please? Okay. And then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the, the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. So here we see that God comes and he calls out Cain. He says, what happened to your brother? And another version says, uh, you know, Cain says, am I, am I my brother's keeper? We all know that phrase. And God says, what have you done? Because your brother's blood cries out from the ground. In another version says, your brother cries out from the ground uh, for vengeance. Yeah. So and so we see here that the blood actually cries out, and Abel's blood cried out for vengeance. Then, as, as we go on and we move forward, you know, Philip, if you can go to Second uh, Corinthians, chapter uh, uh, fifteen. I'm sorry, First Corinthians, chapter fifteen. Yeah, First uh, Corinthians, chapter fifteen, forty-five. We follow this sequence in Scripture. The first Adam received life. The last Adam is a life-giving spirit. Physical life comes first, then spiritual, a firm base shaped from the earth a final com- completion coming out of heaven the first man was made out of earth and people since then are earthy the second man was made out of heaven and people now can be heavenly in the same way that we've worked from our earthy re- origins let's embrace our heavenly ends 
So let me pause right there and kind of slow things down because that was a lot of reading and, and a lot of things to, to kind of go through. So I'll, I'll do my best to make sense of this. So in the Bible, there's two Adams. The first Adam is the one that sinned in the Garden of Eden. Uh, that was Adam of Adam and Eve. The second Adam that the Bible talks about is Christ Jesus, who was the second chance. He was the second Adam. So he came, you know, not from the earth like Adam and Eve did when God put him together, you know, from the dust of the ground. But he was born of the, but Jesus was born of the spirit. Remember the Christmas story when, when, when the spirit told Joseph, Hey, your wife is pregnant, but, but don't worry. It's of me. I'm the one that impregnated her. Now I thank God for the Bible, man. And with Joseph and all that, cause I'm telling you, if man, if I don't know if I would have the same response Joseph had, if my, you know, if my wife came home pregnant, we didn't even get married yet, you know, but thank God, you know, for his trust in God, you know, we see what happened with the Christmas story. Jesus was born, but again, Jesus was born of the spirit. And this is the second Adam. The first Adam was born of, 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 of the dirt. And that Adam acts a lot like this world. The second Adam acts a lot like heaven. So we go through things, you know, spiritual things, right? Be, be, you know, it, it's, it's natural, physically natural to take vengeance, just like Abel was crying out for. He wanted vengeance. But spiritually, there's something else that takes place, and it's not crying out for vengeance. Philip, can you go to Luke 23? Yes. 24, do you have that, please? Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. So this is Jesus, the second Adam, the accepted sacrifice, hanging on the cross, shedding his blood, and his blood is crying out mercy. It's saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. There's another talking blood in, in, in the Bible, and it's called the Passover. Man, that's going to take a whole other show to go over that. But, but there's a reason why it's called Passover, because the angel of death was coming to execute the judgment of God on, on the Egyptians back in those days. And when the angel saw the blood that God instructed the Israelites to put on their post, he passed over their house and kept on moving. But he, he, so here we see the, the blood of the first Adam or the child of the first Adam crying out for vengeance. But the blood of the second Adam cries out for mercy. Yeah. So what does that say about us who are the children of the second Adam? That we also be, should be people of mercy. Let's wrap it up, Phil. Uh, let's go over to Second Corinthians now, chapter 5. Can you read verses 18 through 21, please? Uh, Second Corinthians uh, five. Yes, sir. Okay, we got First Corinthians five, and, and we got uh, Second Corinthians chapter five, verses eighteen through uh, uh, yeah twenty-one. Okay, that I got to get that one up. I don't got that one ready. Okay. Okay, got First Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Okay. Yeah. Got you. All right. So, so, so as Philip is looking, looking at that, I strongly encourage you to go back to Romans 12 because that's where we're going to land at. And I really want you to pay attention to the rest of chapter 12 of Romans. We there, bro? Yeah, 2 uh, Corinthians 5. Yep, verses 18 through 21. Okay, almost there. Just give me a sec. Okay. Uh, here we go. So, uh, and all things are are God, who who hath reconciled us to Himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given Himself us the ministry of reconciliation. Yes. Go on. All right. Go on. Mm-hmm. Okay. To wit, the that God was in Christ reconciled the world unto Himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath not committed unto us the world the word of reconciliation. And then we ha- are ambassadors for Christ. Amen. As God did not 
uh, beseech you by us, we, pr- we pray that you in Christ said, be ye reconciled to God. So this is awesome right here. So, so, so this is uh, Paul writing to the church of Corinth, um, and, and he's saying, man, that, that, that we as children of Christ are ministers of reconciliation because this is the very thing that the second Adam, again, Jesus Christ, came to came to establish and that was the ministry of reconciliation christ came to call us back to god christ came to repair the the relationship between us and god he came to repair the fellowship that man had with its creator or his creator you know and so uh, beloved i want to challenge all of you let's go back to romans 12 philip and and then we'll read uh you know we'll just we'll just go a few more verses uh let's read uh, from verses three to five are you there or you need to look right yeah i need to look at look okay you know, but but here, you know, uh, Christ again. He, he's he's called. You know, he came to establish the ministry of reconciliation, and I'm always so grateful. I say this all the time. I thank God that He saved me, not just so I can sit on a bus and wait for the bus to come pick me up and take me to heaven, but that He saved me and He saved you to stand up and to serve. Because if you're going to be like the second Adam, then you have to be the accepted sacrifice, and the second sacrifice begins with being selfless. And then it goes into be others and them oriented or focused. What well, is not just about you anymore, but now it's about God. How can I fulfill my role in this ministry of reconciliation? Are we there, Fiva? Uh, for by grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more, more than highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith of God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us have one body with many members, and these members do not have all the same function, so in Christ we through many form one body, and each member belongs to all others. Like I said, when you become like the second Adam, you're no longer just concerned about yourself. Matter of fact, this began with saying, by the grace of God, to not think of yourself highly, more highly than you ought to. Because here's the thing. You're not the most important person in the room, but you're just as necessary as everybody else at the table. We all need each other. We're all important to this body. Philip, can you go on to six and seven, please? We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then, to, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, then do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Man, this is so awesome, beloved. This right here is, is Christ, and he's given us a list of different things that we can do. You see, when you're created, you're created with certain gifts. You've always wondered why you've been so good at something. It wasn't just so you can get a, a good-paying job at doing that. And it wasn't just so you can get clout. It wasn't just so you can be an expert on it. But you were given those gifts because you are an important member of a bigger body, and that's the body of Christ, beloved. So I want to challenge all of you to consider where is your role? What is your part in this ministry of reconciliation in this body of Christ? And again, the toe is just as important as the stomach, because if we were all stomach, how are we going to get anywhere? If we were all hands, how are any of us going to eat without a mouth? Without a mouth, what's the point of having a stomach? Without a stomach, what's the point of having a mouth? We all need each other. You need me. I need you. So let's figure out what is our role, what are your strengths, what are your gifts, and where can you apply those gifts? Because, again, I'm talking about the accepted sacrifice. And, beloved, have you accepted the sacrifice? If you have, the ministry of reconciliation 
is your next step. Get involved, get engaged. Philville, you're one of many talents, brother, and you have some very strong talents, bro. Can you, uh, do you can you respond, you know, just as somebody in your position that gets to lead worship and all that and how that applies to what we've heard today? Cain and Abel, they both were giving sacrifices in, in worship, but yeah. one was not pleasing. And I think that applies in our lives that what is our worship costing us something? Is our worship just a, a habit? Is, is our worship just a, just something because we, we go to church and we just do it? No, it needs to happen every day of the week. And we got to do all things unto worship. And so I just want to encourage you out there that f- make your life full of worship. It, oh, yeah, you can put worship music on. That's great. That's worship. There, but the, beyond that, do everything unto God. And that so is the worship, good. a living sacrifice mm. of worship. You know, brother, I, I think there's some that's listening and they just, they, you know, they're like, Phil, I, 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 you know what? I, I have talents too, but man, it's starting to make sense. And, but I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. We both know the great place to start is prayer. Yeah. Why don't you talk to them and then, and then pray for them? Again, I just encourage you right now where you're at in the middle of your, what you're facing. Things are starting to be revealed. Maybe your situation. But let the, let the peace of God come through that. Let let what God is trying to show you be revealed. And he can be encouraging. God is, God is there and the Spirit is there to lift you up. Let's pray. God, I pray, God, yes, for those that are listening who may be struggling, need to be encouraged. And maybe they're just struggling with just anger. And they, they, they don't feel, they feel you. They don't feel like they're going to make it. I pray, God, that, that you will break through, that you will help them, that you will reveal to them the promises in their life. And I pray that they will just open their heart and, and just and, and let them just receive you as their Savior, God. We ask this in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man, that's that's how we do it right here on KXCX Kingdom Talk Radio, 5050 on your AM dial every Saturday from noon to 1 o'clock. Philville, thank you so much, brothers. You're praying. I was reminded again about the call last week. It's not what we stopped doing. It's what we start doing. So, beloved, I can't wait to hear the praise reports about about you taking this and really applying it. And I want to hear about the first time. Say, you know, I'm just going to go to my pastor and see how I can help. I'm just going to see you know, how, what I can do and how I can serve. Praise God. Thank you, Philville. All right. And next, we're going to probably be going to, you want to go remote to Israel. We have a special election. We're about 20 minutes in, in the show, 23 minutes. And so we could go straight there. Do you want to go to the topics? Uh, let's let's do let's do just a few of the topics first, and, okay. and then we'll go into the yeah. Because I can't wait to hear the show myself, but I want to make sure that we we get all these other things uh, knocked out. Okay, amen. All right. So the first one that we have up is uh, coming straight from the Chick Fil A. We refer to this in the tease that Chick Fil A is is beginning a groundbreaking experiment, and I love this idea. I love this idea. They are for their employees in Florida creating a four-day weekend yes. a four-day weekend experiment and what they're doing is that they're giving them the option by they're volunteering now the employees mm-hmm. they're offering uh, three days of 13 to 14 hour shifts and it was so far it looks like it's working would you take this opportunity Loda, if you had to do it to have four days completely off and just work extra long days in the other days yeah yeah i mean man i would take any job pretty much in this in this economy but I think this is fantastic, you know, if, if the people are okay with it, and especially since it's helping families, brother. What do you think? 
Yeah, I, I would jump on that because if you have, you get to spend more time with the family, full days. I mean, that, I'm sure that will help awesome. on, on maybe childcare, those who have little ones. Uh, and maybe if it's just one of the person in the house, that, that would be a great thing. They should probably consider that. I know I've heard of doing uh, four tens and having maybe the mm-hmm. Friday off or maybe that Monday off. So they have a three day weekend, yeah. which I think a lot of, because now a lot of people are working remote, maybe that's not becoming an option. So I, yeah. I love that. It's all about the families. We right. We we work to live. We don't live to work. Right. It's how the thing goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and a big ups to Chick Fil A again. You know, taking leadership and really taking this bold step, this direction. I, I pray that that every other company follows because I, I think it's a great thing, brother. Yeah. And next we have we have Anne Hathaway. The View is sh- dropping oh my uh, some some wisdom the with us one. again. Yes, yes. there. The panel of of information, misinterlectual. Yes, and they yeah. don't they don't share just from uh, misinformation. Anyways, no, so yeah, Anne Hathaway never, was a guest. Never. The activist, I mean, the actress was sharing her opinion on something, and it, it stirred the pot. Here we go, and play this right here for you. While it goes on saying during her interview with the View, they claim that abortion can be another word for mercy. An abortion can be another way, word for mercy. So that's the answer. My, she, goes and she says, my own personal experience with abortion, and I don't think we all, we talk about this enough. Abortion can be another word for mercy, she said, and we don't know. We don't know. So she is, pro, she is of, course, of course, pro-choice, but I think that's a danger, right? It's very concerning that yeah. it is a, uh, uh, an answer when it should be, not be the first choice. Yeah, this is uh, this is one of those things that it really probably sounded really, 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 really awesome in their head, <laughs> and then when you say it out loud, oh, no. it, just like um, well, what's uh, Mrs. Fetterman? Uh, you know that you know. Uh, oh, Fetterman! Yes. Oh, that was the. What was that powerful quote she said? Oh, that was uh, yeah. I'll pull that up or not. We'll keep on going on the Anne Hathaway. I'll, uh-huh. I'll have it up right now in the moment. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, Fetterman was. Uh, the wife was just and yes, I'm paraphrasing. swimming is racist because yeah, people of is, color. Yes, she said swimming is is historically racist because yeah. people of color can't swim. That, that, and I'm like, yeah. what? That <laughs> might have sound really profound in her head. Yeah, again, just just like Hathaway. <laughs> no, yeah, no, but, no, no, you no, know, profound. No, yeah, no, just, but we have more abortion news. Yeah, abortion news is uh, you know across the ocean, you know. Uh, pro-lifers are everywhere mm-hmm. in the United Kingdom too and and I there is now there are some people that that stand outside abortion clinics and they pray like here yeah they 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 witness they intervene mm-hmm. they they try to reach out to those that are hurting that feel this is that's the only option they have yeah while the UK bans prayer near abortion clinics even silent ones so when did it become against the laws of prayer Lodo Exactly. So a person pre- caught praying outside an abortion clinic in England, England can now face up to six months in prison, so even sad. if they pray silently. Yeah. Yeah, and, and what a contrast to the story I, I believe you reported last week about the lady that actually won a lawsuit, mm-hmm. you know, that was persecuted as, you know, she in was England, out there evangelizing. Yeah. And, you know, so it, it, it's a big mess out there. And we bring this up because we need to pray for our neighbors there. We need to pray for, you know, our neighbors in UK and, and especially these people who are standing up you know, for innocent lives. Yeah. And so uh, there is uh, some good news now. Just, yes. Just some very good Speaking news. Speaking of, yeah. We want, we want to celebrate. Actually, you know, before we go to to, to Israel, 
you you brought a story that that some left wing pro lifers used tele, televised football game yes. to warn against a Michigan abortion ballot initiative. Little, what can you tell us about that? It was just awesome. It was very encouraging. I, you know, we've been saying abortion, transgender, all these things transcend. You know, politics, it transcends uh, Republican, Democrat, and, and it's just awesome to see. You know, these are Democrats. These are leftists. These are progressives. Matter of fact, some of them uh, uh, are atheists as well, you know, and, but they're taking a stand against, uh, is it Prop 3, I believe, in Detroit you know, or in Michigan. Michigan, yeah. And, and so they're taking a stance against uh, abortion. You know, and they were out there in the football game representing, you know, loud and proud. So Big old signs really, looking really at awesome. some video yeah. in Michigan. No Prop 3. Yeah. And then they have the sign 2363.org, yes. which is great. I, I love that. No matter, again, it's not left or right issue. Yep. It's just about a, it's just about a completely godly right. Thank right you, issue. Jesus. Amen. Yeah. So we get, and then again, we really want to start. This is one we've been looking forward to. Uh, our own Dennis McCord's on assignment. Yes. There on the ground. The political uh, election is taking place there in Israel. And BB is back, Lolo. BB is back. Man. And people are celebrating. It's extra yeah. polls showing Netanyahu with the majority uh Blocking Israeli elections. What is your reaction, Lord? My reaction is just, man, I'm glad that Israel got to choose who they wanted to choose for for their leader. You know, congratulations to Bibi. It was a tremendous feat, man, and he he actually did it. You know, but oh, you know, that's the, the best. Breaking news here, Lodo. Breaking news. We have uh, not a guest, but we have the Dennis McCourt here on line. Uh, Dennis, are you there? Hey, shalom. <laughs> <laughs> Doing great. Hello, Dennis. Uh, what's you know, what's the word? Amazing things here in the Holy Land. It's such a privilege to be here with the Colonel. And uh, we have a team here that we've been traveling through the Holy Land. And uh, the election was yesterday. And we were in the uh, the heart of Jerusalem yes. on Ben Yehuda Street and the market there. And there was uh, youth uh, that were marching up and down the streets with their signs. And uh, they were just uh, shouting out and inviting people to vote for Benjamin Netanyahu. And it looks uh, like he's got a conclusive win here uh, in Jerusalem, in Israel, uh, as uh, being reinstated as the prime minister. Uh, He just needs to form a majority government. But it's an exciting time to be here uh, in the Lord, in the Holy Land. All right. Man, that is so awesome. Uh, uh, Dennis, you guys doing okay out there? When are you guys getting home? Uh Uh-oh, did we lose him? I think we lost him. Well, but that was Dennis uh, live there in Israel. And, and again, this is KXEX 1550 AM Kingdom Talk Radio, where we do not shy for preaching the gospel. And it's a, definitely the best talk in town. Philville, that was pretty cool, bro. We just went uh, international live on, on air. Yes. I, I don't Is it probably like in the middle of the morning? Oh. Okay. But yeah, it's probably really late over there. But uh, it, he. I love hearing the reports, what's going yes. on, and we have a special interview going on today. Yep. As a matter of fact, man, we, you know, we want to uh, bring this to you guys. Uh, Philip, is there anything else, or do we want to go right into That's it? That's it. We can go right into it. Awesome. This is Dennis McCourt in Israel. Landed a standby, Mr. Producer. We got no audio here. We're very privileged today to have Ambassador Edinger on Zion's Watchman, uh, Kingdom Talk Radio as well on 1550 KXEX. Ambassador, 
What a privilege to meet with you once again. All eyes are on Israel, uh, as always, and uh, this is an amazing time. Before we get into the current events, like the election tomorrow, uh, here in Israel, if you could share a little bit about your experience as ambassador to the United States for Israel. Well, uh, I was not the ambassador to the U.S. I was an ambassador at the Israeli embassy in charge of our relations with the U.S. Congress. Mm. And before that, I was consul general to the U.S., to the southwestern uh, states. Mm. Um, the, the service as consul general to the southwest exposed me for the first time to uh, small town America, which until today uh, stands for me for the, I would call it the crux of the American uh, spirit and uh, the real foundation of the American uh, ethos. Uh, too many people in Israel and in fact even in the US are consumed with a major megalopolis and they ignore the role played by small town uh, America, mm. by rural uh, America, and uh, traveling uh, in Texas, uh, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, and mostly, mostly uh, in the small town uh, part of that area of America, exposed me to a very unique uh, spirit, uh, unique uh, culture, which in many respects, many respects, is much more in touch with reality mm. than the major cities of America, which in my humble mind are less and less uh, Americans and more and more cosmopolitan, uh, which uh, undermines not only the interest of the USA, but it undermines the capabilities of the US to contribute to the well-being of the world. And uh, small town America adheres uh, to the legacy of the founding fathers, which in many respects is a Judeo-Christian legacy, biblical uh, legacy. Uh, they adhere to that much more than major cities in, in America. And the fact is that the secret to the uh, rise of uh, the USA to the top of uh, human history as far as uh, achievements uh, has been uh, attained or was attained as a result of the legacy of the Founding Fathers. Mm -hmm. And the more you distance yourself from that legacy, uh, the more you erode the, uh, the vitality of the U.S. and its ability to contribute to the, uh, to the world. My service uh, at the Israeli Embassy exposed me to uh, the uh, secret or to the advantage of the American political uh, system, uh, the power of the legislature 
and through that power of the legislature to the centrality of the constituent. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I spent three years in that uh, role, and since I concluded that role and came back to Israel, uh, I retired from the civil service and I established my own operation, which con continues my contacts with the uh, U.S. legislature. And when you walk around the corridors of the House or the Senate, you can uh, fully understand the power of the constituent, which many constituents do not realize. Because when you study uh, the, uh, the Hill and you realize uh, how uh, much the legislators uh, uh, appreciate the constituents, or I would say how much the legislators are concerned about the potential wrath of the constituents, mm -hmm. uh, then you realize the validity of the notion of we shall remember in November. Mm -hmm. That's a scary uh, 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 saying for the legislators. They know that they are accountable to the constituents. And if they stray away and they feel more accountable to their party bosses, uh, they may not be reelected, not may not, they will not be reelected. Ambassador, you're speaking the language of our listeners in Central California on KXCX radio because, you know, Fresno, Central California, we're broadcasting around into a community that's largely an agricultural community. Uh, it is, uh, in comparison to uh, the, the two coasts, the left coast and the right coast, uh, our listeners are uh, the salt of the earth and uh, hardworking people uh, that uh, are in touch with the realities of daily life regarding inflation and uh, just the challenges that we're having in our culture. Uh, we're, we're very fortunate to be in Jerusalem uh, with you, but also with the Colonel himself, John Somerville, uh, with a, a group of uh, travelers just touring the area, but learning so much and wanting to really bless Israel. And you're touching on such a important point right now with the election coming up uh, in America as well as here in Israel tomorrow. We're going to want to make sure we broadcast this for our listeners to get that uh, a better sense of the system, although it doesn't work perfectly, although uh, sometimes it really seems like our system is broke down, but it, it still works. Our uh, legislators do listen to some degree to the constituents because they know that we can vote them out. But uh, I wanted to ask John uh, with regards to you know your experience here in Israel and having the ambassador here, did you have a particular question or comment that you wanted to make with regards to what the ambassador is speaking on the election and our system today? Well, I'm moved by moved negatively, I think, by a relationship between our current administration and what we had and what we hoped that we had uh, with the past administration. And uh, how, do, how does Israel feel about uh, the Biden administration? Is there, do they think very much about it? Do they see that we're pulling away from a total support of Israel and moving more dangerously toward Iran? Is there, or is this just something that I sense? 
Well, I cannot talk about Israel. I can talk about my own uh, assessment of uh, the, the current administration in the U.S., bearing in mind again that uh, uh, U.S. position on Israel is not represented only by the president and many times not mainly by the president. In my mind, the U.S. position of, on Israel or any uh, part of the world is represented mostly by uh, U.S. Congress, both chambers of U.S. Congress, which constitute the most authentic representation of the people of, uh, of America. Uh, with all the respect to the U.S. president, uh, the members of the House are the most authentic representatives of their districts. Uh, each 700,000, each group of 700,000 uh, voters elect a representative to the House of Representatives. And the representatives know very well that, for instance, when it comes to Israel, they have to heed the sentiments of the constituents towards Israel. Uh, Israel fares very well on Capitol Hill. Uh, by the way, despite the rising profile of the so-called uh, progressive uh, Democrats, uh, the reason that we fare very, very well, and we have fared very well since 1948, when the modern-day Jewish state was established, is not because the uh, 535 elected officials on Capitol Hill are so uh, well informed about Israel. They are well informed about their constituents, most of whom support Israel, and therefore most legislators support Israel as well. When it comes uh, to the current uh, administration, uh, there's no doubt uh, it's different uh, than the previous administration, and it's very much like administrations who preceded, which preceded the Trump administration. Uh, the Trump administration, uh, uh, or uh, Mr. Trump, the president of the U.S. at that time, uh, was the only American president so far who never pressured Israel. All presidents, from Truman in 1948 all the way to Biden in 2022, all of them but for uh, Trump pressured uh, Israel. Some elegantly, some brutally, some suspended uh, the shipment of vital military hardware to Israel in order to pressure Israel into undue uh, dramatic uh, concessions. Uh, Trump was the only one who never pressured Israel. And Israelis who are uh, upset with the current administration uh, do not realize that the current administration is simply reverting back to the routine of the relations between Israel and American presidents. However, Throughout all those years, from 1948 through 2022, both chambers of Congress have always, but always, stuck by the Jewish uh, state. And in 
many uh, on many occasions have forced the hand of the administration on uh, Israel. I served uh, in uh, Washington at the, at the Israeli embassy during the very rough days between uh, President Bush Sr. and Prime Minister Shamir of uh, Israel. Uh, it was uh, mostly Secretary of State Jim Baker, who was the so-called fly in the ointment those, uh, those days. And, uh, and I remember vividly the unprecedented wave of amendments to the defense budget, expanding cooperation between U.S. and Israel, the vast majority, close to 100%, passed in defiance of pressure by the White House and by the Secretary of State. And the reason goes back to the fundamental attitude by the constituents in the various districts and states uh, towards uh, Israel, which also led their representatives in the House and in the Senate to support continuous expansion of ties between the two, uh, the two countries. Um, when it comes to the potential of the single uh, voter, which many, many voters, many constituents tend to overlook or underestimate, uh, I uh, would suggest not to overlook the saying uh, that sometimes even a blade of a grass can deflect a cannonball. I learned that, by the way, in East Texas, uh, a, a very good friend of mine from Athens, Athens, Texas, small town, maybe 6,000 people, but very wise uh, people. And one of them was very close friend of mine. And uh, uh, I came to him one day suggesting that I'm giving up on the project because there's no way I can uh, uh, implement it. And uh, his reaction was, Yoram, never give up because sometimes even a blade of a grass can deflect a cannonball and you are much more effective than a blade of uh, grass. And the same goes for constituents who contemplate, should I vote, shouldn't I vote, what difference will it uh, make? It makes uh, one heck of a difference. I remember vividly, vividly, one of my many meetings with uh, Mike Pence when he was still a Republican member of the House, he was number three or number four in the uh, hierarchy of the Republicans in the House. And the uh, middle of our meeting, the uh, his chief of staff came in and said, Congressman, I'm sorry, but the high school band from your district is waiting for you in the Capitol building. And uh, Congressman Mike Pence, Yoram, uh, let's continue while walking towards the Capitol uh, building, and I hope you don't mind that. And I said, not only don't I mind that, I highly re respect your high regard for your uh, constituents. Uh, many, many Israelis would not understand why would the congressman prefer uh, some time with the high school band over any guest at his uh, office, 
But if you understand the American political system and the role played by constituents, you know that uh, it would be quite reckless, sometimes suicidal for a member of the House or even a senator to ignore high school ban because there is uh, guests from overseas or any guest from out of state or out of district who um, uh, deserve supposedly uh, more time than uh, high school uh, ban. Ambassador, your point is again very timely with regards to the election season in the United States. We're uh, privileged again to be recording here from Jerusalem uh, with the Colonel and Zion's Watchmen on 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town. And you know, you're emphasizing the reality that the president uh, is one uh, leg, one one branch of our system in America. And many times we overemphasize uh, the power of the president. Uh, and we have, uh, of course, the legislative branch. And in the midterms election that is coming up in the next couple days, next few days here in America, it's important uh, for our listeners to be reminded of how powerful their vote is and how that Congress you know, holds the, the purse you know, to the finances you know, uh, of America. And Congress uh, is the branch that uh, writes the laws and, and such. And the president uh, does have power, but he's not a king. Uh, and uh, he's an executive that can uh, either pass or veto legislation that's coming uh, out of Congress or do uh, edicts, pretty much, you know, presidential um, uh, commands that uh, Congress maybe can't override. But what's what's important is is to recognize that that, that our votes count. And Colonel, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to ask the ambassador or any well, maybe points? Maybe we, we can go back to uh, what uh, uh, John uh, said before about difference between the current administration, the previous administration, a major concern, a major concern uh, for me as, a, as an Israeli, uh, as a person who is concerned about the stability of the Middle East, stability of the world, a major concern is America's posture of deterrence. That's it right there with, uh, I love that interview with Dennis yes. and the ambassador. Wow. And talking about the peace in the Middle East, and that is a very important issue that can continue. Lodo, a great interview, right? Man, that was, uh, that was very informative. That was, that was, uh, and my goodness, he did a great job at really connecting it to what's going on here, you know, in America. Yes, and there's election here happening yeah. locally, and a lot of issues. Uh, yes, they're in Israel, but there's issues happening right here in our own backyard. If you say in our own Jerusalem, right? We yes. have um, the election happening that's concerning our kids, mm -hmm. and this is the last show before the uh, election, right? Is that that's just true? So it's Saturday, and coming out Tuesday. Yep, man, Tuesday. man, it's yeah. come by so fast. Yeah. But Lodo, you know, in the last um, nine minutes here that we have, we want you to just share a little about about, about what you feel, feel is the Lord is speaking to you about getting out the vote. Well, that, that was a lot. The the, uh, the ambassador, you know, um, and when we say ambassador, this is one that, that works in the embassy there at, uh, in, in Israel. And, and it's really awesome, bro, because it you know, in the scriptures that we read earlier, you know, in the show, you know, it talks about us being ambassadors for Christ. 
And this is a way that we can be ambassadors for Christ. And that's during the election. Uh, you know, we all we all have dealt with why vote. Because especially in the world today, it seems like our vote doesn't even count anyway. We had this discussion with Guillermo yesterday for for uh, Overflow, and man, what a, what an awesome discussion! I really encourage you to check that out uh, when it drops. Um, but I, I want to answer that question: Why vote? In you, if our vote doesn't count anyway, I want to ask that with um, I want to answer that with why I vote. I vote, you know, a lot of people that's known me for over the years, they're surprised to hear me talk so much about politics. They didn't know that I was, you know, just aware of politics, but I always have been. And, and like I said before, I think it was my admiration for leadership. I've always admired leadership. I still remember, you know, when Reagan said, Gorbachev, tear that wall down. I mean, I fanned out. I'm like, dang, my, my president just told this other dude over here, you know, to tear the wall down. You know, a leader of the Soviet Union back then. And then I also remember, you know, um, vividly sitting in my, my, my dad's living room, you know, I'm watching this guy, really cool cat, you know, playing the saxophone on the Yersinio Hall show. And he had glasses on playing saxophones. So I'm like, wow, I'm with that guy. And when I found out that Bill Clinton was a Democrat, I immediately became a Democrat. I'm like, I'm on that team. But then I grew up. Then I got into my teens. And like, you know, Phil, well, you know, I got into gangs and all that. And my perspective about leadership definitely changed. And as many of you know, it was a costly decision, but it, it wasn't a total loss for me. Losing my sight actually gave me a brand new sight, and I thank God for it because it has tremendously impacted my life and the life of others, you know, all around the world. You know, but along with that, the, the blindness, I've been given this, this new sight, a, a, a keener sense of really having the ability to see things that others don't see. And to be honest with you, I get to see other things that people don't want anyone to see, you know. Um, you know, so, so, so something happened though when I got saved and it was different growing up. I didn't just admire leadership. I started paying attention to leadership and I started looking behind leadership and I found out some things and my, uh, admire fire for the cool president playing the saxophone quickly turned cold. And I was no longer a Democrat. Not to say that I'm a flaming Republican today. In fact, I'm registered as neither. I'm, I, when my wife asked me, Loto, what do you want me to put down for your party affiliation? I told her, write down God-dependent conservative. I know that sounds old school, conservative and all that. But, hey, how's your new school working for you guys, though? I know that sounds, you know, old-fashioned. Well, then, how's your new fashion working for you? How's all that inflation and all that stuff working out for you? Here's what I want to say. Why do I vote? I, I, I vote. I vote because I, I, I get to vote, but really I vote because if I don't, then somebody else is going to vote for me. You see, I at least can have a say in what goes on in this country. And if there are people that's cheating, like like all the, the windmills going on, you know, are saying, well, I'm not going to make it any easier for them. I'm going to stop that and I'm going to have a say in, in, in really impacting that as well then. And I'm going to cast my vote. Why do I vote? I vote because I owe it to the people behind me. Many of you know my story about coming to America, how mom and dad wanted a better life for us. So every time I cast a vote, I turn to my dad and mom, in, in, in a sense, and say, thank you, mom and dad, for the sacrifice that you made for me and my brothers and sisters. And why do I vote? I vote for the people in the front of me, my children and their children. Because when they look back, they're going to see that when their grandpa, their dad, their great grandpa had an opportunity to have a say in the kind of world that they're going to grow up in, they're going to know that I did everything I could to make sure that I had a say and that I casted my vote when it counted. Why vote? Because it counts. And why do I vote? Because I can. Because when you go around this world, you'll see a lot of people 
who cannot vote. And I owe it to those who lay their lives down to give me this right. So I just want to encourage you. And I know Philville, you know, you know, well, Philville, I'll let you speak for yourself, brother. You know, now that uh, it goes back to the voting and I, I've been political, maybe not forever, but mm-hmm. just as a young man, when I saw 9-11, I, th- I think that really jolted me and just like, I need to know what's going on in the world. Yes. Uh, waking up that day. I wasn't, I used to watch MSNBC all the time. I, I, yes, I remember those days. But beyond that, I started listening to Rush Limbaugh and I realized just I needed to vote. Yeah. But now, fast forward, I'm a father and I'm married. Yes. And my perspective, just like many, many of you out there, has changed. We're voting for the future of our family. Our legacy is going to continue beyond us. And how do we want the world for our children and our grandkids to be? And that's really, really personal. People say, well, we don't want to talk about politics. Well, no. We got to talk about our family. Well, how? And that's through the world of politics. You have to influence yes. that change. Talking about change. We want change that's not a slogan. You want change that's a reality. And that's a foundation for our, our children and the faith that we are raising them in. And I thank God for that. And I get, I'm glad we get to talk about that in our faith here on Kingdom Talk. Amen. And we had a great show today, right? Lord, there's just so many th- great things we talked about. I mean, Dennis McCourt's out there in Israel. <laughs> he's in the chosen la- uh, with the chosen people and just the Holy Land. And I, yeah, I know thanks he's having for a- taking us, Dennis, by the yes, way. Yes, yes, yes. You gotta, <laughs> next time, we got to have Kingdom Talk over there, but with us Amen. there. Yeah, so I, I thank God for that. We talked about the what's happening in Chick-fil-A and what's happening with the employees. That's a great thing. We talked about the prophetesses and the view and a lot of great things, but then good news about people taking the stand on the pro-life, even the Democrats. And it's not, I said the the Democrats, so it's not left or right. It's about what's right in, 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 in what is right for pro-life. And so a lot of great topics that we talked about today. And of course the, the elections of locally, make sure you get out the vote here for the school board and also, too, for all the initiatives that are just just, yeah. just happening. Can I just one minute, yes, yeah, go please, for bro. it. You know, I, I love I loved how the gentleman, you know, the guest, you know, described, you know, or explained, you know, the importance of the Congress. See, we're not voting for the president, but we're voting for Congress and Senate. But that is extremely important because, mm-hmm. again, the Congress is in charge of the purse. They're in charge of the finances. So they have major sway in what happens and doesn't happen here in this country. They're able to fund programs and hey, we can we can pick a Congress that will fund stupid programs or pick a Congress that will fund good programs. And then they also have a big say in what goes on around the world as the as uh, Dennis's guest, you know, wonderfully explained. And the Senate too, right? And the Senate, Senate. they they, they, yeah. uh, they dictate the confirmation of the people, the, the judges. Yes, and that's real important because they're the one ruling against or for the freedoms yeah. that we graciously have. Yep, and 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 I get almost said too yesterday. Hey, you might not be able to impact you know national or state so much. But you will be able to have a say in what your kids learn in school. You will have a say in what your kids, you know, experience here in our communities. So get out there and vote. And uh, before we close, we have the last minute and twenty. We just want to mention that we we just just love a good story. There was a hero in Michigan that made a wrong turn uh, on the street. He yes. was a fine rapper, and he ended up saving four siblings in a house that were by themselves asleep, and he was banging on that door, but God used the wrong turn to make a right move, right? Uh, so that was powerful, but we have one minute here. Lodi, you want to close us out? 
Yeah, we just want to say thank you again, Dennis, for allowing us to sit in, man. Uh, just really appreciate that, you know. And everyone else, make sure you get out there and vote. And then make sure that you get onto your favorite uh, radio station uh, or platforms out there on social media. Give us a follow. Give us a like at Kingdom Talk Radio. Also, make a short stop over there to KXCX and make sure that you subscribe there and follow there for the rest of the amazing shows that take place on the best talk in radio. Again, get out there and let's be ministers of the Ministry of Reconciliation. We love you all. We'll see you next week. Lord bless.